0: I'm doing out
1: there. Welcome to Major League A The show I'm Pete. I'm Ryan. welcome to the show Coming to you from Chicago, the absolute capital of baseball. We currently have the first American League team to clinch a playoff berth. We have two first place teams running away with their divisions now. Uh, we have the only two no hitters in baseball this year. We have the probable AL MVP in Jose Abreu. We have a possible Cy Young Award winner in Yu Darvish. We have the probable AL Rookie of the Year in Luis Robert. And I think we've got Comeback Player of the Year in Jason Hayward. So if there was any doubt, Chicago is the best baseball town on the planet right now. So everyone else can fuck off. But we've got lots to talk about tonight. We've got... The aforementioned Sox clinching a playoff berth. We've got plenty of Cubs news. We've got a fucking no-hitter to talk about. Uh, We've got some Giants news that includes... that that
0: makes us the capital of uh, baseball, too. We're the
1: only teams with no-hitters this year. That's right. That's right. Uh, We've got uh, some Giants news that includes our asshole of the week, which will be USA Today writer Bob Nightingale, who's... Might not have a job much longer. Um, we've got shit you couldn't make up. I do have a little bit of tigers uh news that could also fit under shit you couldn't make up. Uh and we've got a very special Aesthetics hosted by our very own Peter Veneri. so uh, I, got,
0: I just want to note I was I was I was strong armed into this.
1: Yeah, you want to be <laughs> you you just wanted to be part of the movement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I apologize to everyone in advance. <laughs>
1: It's going to be our best segment. So let's go ahead, without any any ado, jump into the news.
0: Now here's the news.
1: It's the news. The big news. Oh, fuck, Scotty, that is good news. That is great news, man. Let's bring it all home as Major League Baseball presents
0: This Week in Baseball. I would like to raise my glass. On this historic occasion, because I've been waiting to do this on this blog we started forever ago to toast a <laughs> White Sox playoff first I didn't it's even been, think about that. It's been Holy 12 shit.
1: fucking years. We we started 12. this in 2010. We started a, a, a just a weak-ass blog. I don't even know how we came up with it, but... In 2010, I didn't even think about that. You guys have not been in the playoffs. This no, whole not time. since this
0: blog has started.
1: That's brutal. To the White
0: Sox <laughs> for making the playoffs and what may have been, uh, you know, cheers a, 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 a series that uh, you know put them. They put them in a in really good shape to also win the division.
1: That's right. Cheers.
0: <laughs> I also want to take a moment after that sip to cheers. Little cheers out to Rick Renteria and the White Sox organization for something I uh you know called them out on several Ooh. times. Um or, or, or more like called them out but congratulated them on their on their current movement of being more of a forward thinking organization. Um and Boy, were they ever forward-thinking when they decided not to pitch Dallas Keuchel today (laughs) so his rests could line up with the proper rest for potential playoff games. So when we're going into the round one of the series, you're going to have Keuchel and Giolito versus Giolito and Dunning or Cease or however that was going to work out. So kudos to them. Uh, even though when i originally read that R- ronaldo lopez is starting this morning i was like what w- what's going on but then when i read the full article Renteria was very very open about it in a post game press conference last night he said you guys have been asking me about about how the playoffs are going to line up and he's like we're making the first step we're not going to start Dallas tomorrow we're going to hold them off until uh one of one of the one of the games in the series this weekend so we can line up the starts appropriately so we get the best playoff usage out of our starters, which he also hinted at. We may see Jolito not do a start and 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 have a not not start on, on, on his next day, but maybe a couple days later. So that all lines up for them in the playoffs. I like it. I I I know in a way you you sort of put the cart before the horse. Um because you you leave you leave with either a one game lead or a three game lead. But Cy Lopez this afternoon, who, <laughs> who somehow allowed three solo three solo shots. one was barely out of the park. he He's pitched his ass off in two starts compared That's to what good. he was doing. And boy, we've got some real nice problems because we basically have six starters now. Which is going to make it a lot easier to set off that playoff rotation. So i i i, I like i i like where the thinking was coming from because you knew they were going to make the playoffs, but it's like it's it's about seeding now, and basically no one wants to seed to start off with the Yankees probably at this point in time because. They are crushing everything in sight. They're they're probably in double digits now as we speak. They I know they had the bases loaded and one run in the first already, but when I had looked, but I mean they 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 are they are surging because they're healthy again. So they are going to be one of the teams to beat in the playoffs. As of right now, the twins draw them in the first round, and we know how that normally ends. So um yeah, so every time. yeah. But the the series, I, I, you know, the series is something we talked about last week. And, uh, you know, I had said, you know, we knew the White Sox could beat up on the lower level teams. But were they going to finally step up to the plate? And And they really did. I mean, the. The the i the irony and the reason I love the game of baseball and I know you love the game of baseball, Smitty, because of this is the game. If you looked at all the starters, the way they lined up, the game you thought they were going to win is the game they lost this week. Yeah. Uh and Giolito didn't pitch all that bad. He let up three runs, but yeah, you can um, never
1: outsmart the game. It's but, it outsmarts us every time.
0: Well, that you know that's the game they lost. I mean, it, it, it,
1: game one was
0: um. Amazing in itself, and to me, that was like the ultimate playoff-like game because the Sox somehow put they, – they gave the Twins a runner every inning to start. Yeah. It was basically like extra innings the entire game, except he wasn't at second. They gave him a runner on first every inning. There were 27 runners stranded in that game. Jesus 15, Christ. 15 by the Twins, 12 by the White Sox, and the White Sox scored late, as they like to do, they lead the league in scoring late at they have they score 80 they've scored 84 runs this year the 7th inning or later wow um so they they steal game 1 3 to 1 then they come out and dane dunning decides to give his best performance of the year with a little help from the umpire if you watched any of that game but i think it's kind of like his ball moves so much that You know, I don't know if pitch tracks is picking up correctly, but where it's crossing the plate and where it's ending up is not always the same thing. You Darvish has a ball that moves around a lot, and sometimes people think he gets extra calls here and there. I don't think that's the case. I think it's where it's really crossing the plate. But whatever. Dane Dunning goes out, pitches seven innings, lowers his ERA from 2.7 to 2.33 against the Twins. Uh, He now has 28 strikeouts in 27 innings pitch over five starts so not 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 bad for the rookie then we talk about game three the twins just they they got the home run ball going they got their offense going and they took care of the socks five to one uh but then today today's the game where i'm thinking well this is going to be a series split the twins are going to win the uh they're gonna win
1: yeah uh, especially with lopez going out there
0: yeah and they're gonna win the series for the year which is not something you really want going in the playoffs versus they have a chance to split the series at five and five and lopez just looked like that the lopez from a few years ago when he had like a minuscule era and we don't know what happened to that guy from from uh from twenty, uh, I think that was twenty eighteen. Yeah, probably. Uh,
1: yeah. So, but um, well, I was saying two weeks ago, I was surprised he was even back as a White sock. Like we thought we when he got yeah. sent to Sean Vegas, that was the last you'd see of him. So it is shocking what he has done in his two starts in critical roles. So it's yeah, impressive.
0: For, perhaps, perhaps you know he got the ship righted enough to at least aid in in our uh, quest to. Be the number one seed in the playoffs. Um, I Jose Abreu. I mean,
1: Hmm. the guy.
0: There's only one guy who's done better in 50 games than Jose Abreu. Do you know who it is, Ryan Smith?
1: In the history of baseball,
0: in the history of baseball, in the first 50 games, only one baseball player in the history of baseball has more RBIs
1: than Jose Abreu's.
0: Jose Abreu's 52 RBIs in 50 games. I'm going to say one player.
1: Barry Bonds.
0: Mm. No. <laughs> Big Mig Miguel Cabrera oh. had 56 Wait. RBIs in 50 games. Uh, I don't remember the year oh, they said. Probably 2015. Sorry, I probably, yeah, I think it probably was. Um yeah, I mean that's that's pretty good company to be in I'd say. Um, I'd say so. And you know the thing about Jose is over. Like some of the other candidates is uh, well, one Mike Trout's not in a playoff race, so exactly. take him out. Nelson Cruz might have sixteen home runs, but he has like thirty nine RBIs. Yeah. Um, but Jose's doing everything. He beat out an infield single for his yeah. second RBI today. At, he must have heard the blog when I the vlog when I called him out a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, as everyone we know listens to this, in all the managers in baseball, <laughs> um, and sexual and, harassment, uh, sexual harassment that week, um, and and he's hitting when there's a runner in scoring position. He's not worried about jacking the ball of the park. If if there's if there's Tim Anderson at second, if it's Lewis Round, whoever it is at second, if they got some speed, he will just tick that ball to the opposite field and get the run yeah. in. So he's doing, he is playing like an MVP and. I don't really see any reason for him not to be MVP.
1: So I think he's running away with it. I, I think it's obvious with the production on the field, the leadership off the field. It's it's just obvious he needs to be the the MVP. I don't see, like you said, like Trout. I, I, I haven't even looked at AL numbers, but there, I don't think there's anybody even close. And it just I I don't see anyone else in the last ten days doing anything that's going to change that. But yeah, so. I'll
0: wrap it up for uh, my my socks. Uh, they they got they got the they got the streaky streaking reds uh, up next. So,
1: I think I think you may have missed the what I miss missed, missed the headline. the 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 potential other MVP could be Dallas Keuchel's mom, who called it out to begin with. Playoffs or bust, bitches. There you go. She yeah. knew. <laughs> so I guess it would be playoffs over bust. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. We got we 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 loved it so much. We made we made two shirts uh, and we've never <laughs> cuz of COVID, those slogans both went away. Uh yeah. the playoffs. Well, you weren't going to probably do playoffs or bus bitches from uh from uh but strap it on was the original Cubs one and uh, and and you don't hear what that a perfect what a perfect time to lead into the Cubs but st- strap it on. I mean
1: <laughs> Well, I do want to congratulate your White Sox before. Uh, we well, go. thank you, Cubs. And that's an amazing stat that I just did not think of. That we've we've been running this blog for ten years, and you guys have never made the playoffs. So, you yeah. definitely just des- you deserve some booze tonight for sure. Woo Let's get drunk. Uh, to continue <laughs> our Chicago is the fucking capital of baseball theme, the Cubs had a very fun and interesting week. Um, since we last spoke to you uh, i had been going on a several week rant about the shaky cubs offense and their excuse making and everything else that was just trending in a downward downward pattern and that actually continued friday night uh despite a really stellar start by john lester kind of unexpected. Uh, He only gave up uh, the one run, and the problem was they lost one to nothing, and it was just more continuation of the same thing against the Brewers. Um, So, you know, and that continued on Saturday, too, through eight innings. It was just they were shut out. So I don't remember how many total innings it had been since they scored a run, but it was literally the season. The way things had been looking for the last couple weeks and going through Saturday's game it was looking like, the, you know, the Cubs are going to make the playoffs, but th- it was it was the end, you know, it was the end of an era. It was the end of the, you know, the, the World Series core, you know, because so many players are going to be sold off or traded off or, you know, they're just gone uh, through free agency. It's just, just everything was trending negatively through eight innings on Saturday night. And then you have Josh Hader coming up to close it out uh, with a two-run lead. Which doesn't and, make doesn't make
0: things look any better at that yeah, point.
1: Yeah, I kind of don't know why I stuck with that game so long, because there was a NASCAR race that I wanted to watch, and I was recording that, and it's was just like, this is fucking horrible. I haven't scored a run in four days. Just ridiculous. And I stuck with it, and Josh Hader didn't quite look like himself. He got two runners on, and I was just like, well, we'll see how this works out, but I'm not expecting much until fucking Jason Hayward comes up and maybe has the biggest home run for the Cubs since 2016. It, it literally is, it ended up being the game winner. Uh no doubter Jason Hayward I, I mentioned could easily be the comeback player of the year in the NL or the Major Leagues. I don't know how they how they do that, but or if that's even an award, but he would get that <laughs> he would get that award if they No, I out. no, I it's,
0: think I think there I think there is cuz wasn't didn't Giolito get comeback player? Of the yeah,
1: year? yeah, I think you're right. Last year, so, for the think, AL, for the AL, yeah, right, right. Considering considering Hayward's career, really, as a Cub, let alone you know what he did, you know, last year alone, it, he's. We've talked about him all season. How he's basically been their best offensive producer, along with Ian Happ, and to have that hit in that critical moment where literally it felt like. The season has shifted trajectory completely. You know, it looked like the end, and now it, they they've gone on a four-game winning streak. That we'll get into, but that was that's a moment that that Cubs fans are probably going to be looking back on. I, I could see easily um, if if this season turns out the way we all hope, but that that is a that is a turning point moment. I think, and it was fucking incredible. I will scream my head off. Pissed off my neighbors. My window's open, but I don't give a fuck. It was (laughs) awesome. Uh, So that then, of course, led into Sunday, which I actually missed most of Sunday's game because, of course, it's the first NFL Sunday, and I had to watch my Lions, who I thought were going to beat the fuck out of the Bears. Uh, By the way, I have so many... (laughs) I have so many thoughts about that game and football in general. We, we, I think we need to talk about starting the fourth and fuck it football podcast. Yeah, in case
0: you guys in case of those of you (laughs) who
1: actually listen to this, uh, we we were
0: really ambitious. Commercial break. (laughs) We were really ambitious at one point in our lives, and we started a football blog too, originally called Feisman's Earhole, based on John. (laughs) Based on a uh, John Madden uh, comment, John Madden commentary during a Monday Night Football game, where he said when Thiesman got sacked, and he said, "Yeah, hey, he's looking out his ear hole," which, yeah. which of course, made it to the Madden Football game. Anyway,
1: we change
0: it, we we change, and Joe Thiesman's a fuckhead. So,
1: the, yeah, probably the biggest douchebag in the last yeah, forty years. But he
0: probably hangs out with Pete Rose, but. um
1: We changed that to fourth and fuck it, and now I think we should should definitely do a podcast this fall.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were gonna talk. We'll talk about that after the show.
1: (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So I missed most of the eventual no hitter, but tuned in for the last three innings and was stunned to see that there were no hits for one Alec Mills, who has been surprisingly decent all season I you know we've, we've noticed it but I didn't you know certainly didn't expect a, what, what a no, is his story? no hitter out of the fellow uh he's I mean I know he was a, a college walk-on you know just I don't know he's been in the Cubs organization for a while I'm I, I don't have the the numbers on yeah. it. But he. Was, I think he began the season as their fifth starter I don't think he got called up any uh mid-season but Just kind of nondescript, but just kind of going along his business up sub four ERA all year and just solid. But you know, he he throws he throws like a 69 mile an hour curveball, it's just, just throwing junk up there basically. He does not have stuff as they as the cool kids like to call it, but he he got it done. Maybe maybe Hayward's Hayward's home run the night before just broke Milwaukee's back because the Cubs. Uh, scored 12 runs, obviously, give up nothing. Uh, Alec Mills got the fucking no hitter, the 16th no hitter in Cubs history, the second no hitter in Miller Park history. And a little bit of trivia here. Both no hitters in Miller Park history were thrown by Cubs pitchers. Do you know the other pitcher who threw a no hitter? And in Miller Park. In Miller in Park. Hit- a uh, Miller Park no-hitter. The 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 weirdest part of this trivia is that it was not against the Brewers. Oh. Oh You're, what I don't even now I'm I just, go, just I just go. turned your mind into a pretzel. Yeah. 2008, our favorite Carlos Zambrano threw a no-hitter against the Houston Astros. Why were you playing of there? There, uh, hurricane, a hurricane Ike.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot it's coming about through Houston. That.
1: So it was a that's neutral site game, and Carlos Zambrano threw a fucking no-hitter in Miller Park. So the last two, or at least two of the last sixteen Cubs no-hitters, can, have come at Miller Park, which is just hilarious. All that coming together, but
0: I can tell you, water coolers are happy Carlos Zambrano is no longer in baseball.
1: That's for sure. He's playing with the Chicago Dogs still. I think he's still bumping Uh, around like like independent ball.
0: My 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 Charlie went to one of those games. He said it's a blast to go out to uh, one of those games. I might have to make it out there at some point. I did the menu boards out there. I'll
1: (laughs) go and critique. Then I will go just to critique them.
0: (laughs) You call this a menu
1: board? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, that was an incredible. Cubs pull out the 2-1 series win over, over the Brewers. Changed the trajectory of their entire season. Unfortunately, they had an off day on Monday, which I thought was going to kind of derail their momentum because they had as much momentum as any team's ever had, I feel, uh, after two games. and But they played a fantastic, entertaining series, two-game series against the Indians, who have actually – they're now – they're doing – White Sox a favor, The Cubs are. Uh, Indians are now like on an eight game losing streak, um, but they're not playing bad baseball. They're just not not getting not not pulling they, it they off. So they
0: don't have they don't really have an offense.
1: Well, they had enough to make it so the Cubs had to walk them off two nights in a row, which is as much fun as it gets. Or,
0: yeah, <laughs> ten, but that, I mean, fun. That's,
1: so, two
0: two teams with no offense square off. I mean, it's bound to be entertaining. Yeah, I think I think the it's offense like is
1: the offense is going to be just fine, right? At, at least it's been rolling this week, so I have no complaints about the Cubs' offense at this point. Well,
0: but uh, we're, I think I think this weekend's the the test to see
1: what they're really made of. Yeah. Well, we can we can talk about this weekend, but I'm I'm thoroughly as as down as I've been over the over the last several weeks with the Cubs. This is as an encouraging a week as you could possibly imagine, and uh, the game last night included another fantastic start from John Lester, only giving up two runs. So I'm just after his midseason slump, I just did not expect much out of him, and he actually had a kind of an emotional post game press conference. Um, Beyond just a fun walk-off win, it never dawned on me, and it, I don't think it dawned on the broadcast crew or anybody. But that's potentially the last uh, Wrigley Field start for John Lester as a Cub. Uh, most likely, he's he will not be back. I believe he'll be retiring. Um, it's possible he could leave as, as a free agent, but uh, it it's, it was unusually emotional, and it just finally dawned on like the press corps and everybody at the same time. Oh shit. This might have been his last game, which is kind of crazy because people, the press loves to play things up like that a lot. And I didn't hear anything about that before or during the game. So, so kind, of a, kind of a poignant thing that, that might explain why Lester is, is giving his all and getting it done. So, so it was just, a, just an awesome week for the Cubs, obviously an awesome week for the White Sox. So Chicago is the fucking capital of baseball. I don't know if you want to, if you have any more about the, if you have any thoughts about the Cubs, but after that, we can. No, I mean, I just, I
0: just like, I just wonder, I just wonder, like, are they, are they going to be in? That's why, that's why I think this series over the weekend is important to, to gauge their level of possible playoff success or non-success. Um, because the Indians have been in a bit of a tailspin
1: um and well i mean we can keep judging the. we can keep saying this is over and the over same again teams. But...
0: the socks have a losing record against the indians right now you know right. going into this final series i'm just i'm just saying like you know i, I i'm not i i just I'm, I'm just wondering like what is your expectation for the playoffs at the Cubs? because mine right now isn't very high uh well mine's obviously changed in the last week but well I it's mean, four it's, games it's not even a week it's like
1: four games
0: two no. again two of those against milwaukee and then two that, of them against the indians so that's i eight, mean
1: what eight percent of the season so i mean all, you could say that about any portion of this se- this shortened season so i i'm excited so fuck off <laughs> i'm just telling you how i feel so i don't i don't feel bad for that at all so sorry I feel good so, about so the you chances think I don't. Go, I don't so yeah,
0: yeah. You think you think they're going to go deep in the
1: playoffs? Then I think no. I, that's I my question. That's really I, my, qu- that's w- my question. I was well here. I was thinking a uh, first round sweep out of the playoffs prior to this week, and I'm not okay. thinking that now. Cool. So all right. yeah. all they um. Well, well, we'll talk about the playoffs. You you got a mystery rant, that, but we, we'll get into that a little deeper. But I I, I, I f- I'm feeling more positive. That's all I can say. So right,
0: cool. All
1: right. That's all you'll we'll give We'll do a me. whole, we'll do a whole pre, like, not next week, probably, well, maybe it is next week. We have to do uh, a playoff play play preview. Next, next, next week. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. But we also probably should
0: put together the uh, all Chicago team next week, maybe too. Ooh. Wow. You're, you're full of ideas. Oh, if, I'm I want once the socks. What do you been, what have you been doing all year? Jesus Christ. Well, I've, <laughs> I've I've been sitting on my hands and chewing my name, biting my nails, <laughs> wondering if we're going to fucking end this playoff drought. Cause it's right there, but is it? <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah, I think like a all Chicago team would be fun because I, I think it's a it's a good mix of players. To be honest, I you like know, that. It's not, I like that. yeah. Obviously, the pitching staff's a, a great fucking mix. If they could somehow combine forces, you'd have a team that would just fucking railroad all the way to the World Series. That's awesome. It yeah, be, look- it would be unbelievable. But anyway,
1: Let's do that next that's week. That's
0: for next week. Yeah, hold off. All right, uh, what are we what are we
1: doing now? Why don't you jump into your giants? And... Oh, okay, my
0: gigantes, uh, the giants are are hanging on by by a thread, and it looked really good. Uh, and then you know, I like I had mentioned last week they were going to play San Diego and or Slam Di- Sla- Slam Diego as they like to call themselves this year, or, they, or they've been called. I don't know, they they penned it and. They, they, they looked like a, a 500 or below 500 team against them. But then they were going to the Mariners, and that series looked like it was going to shape up well for them to gain some momentum. And then because of a, a tragic thing happening on the West Coast in California with the fires, they've had yeah. multiple games postponed because of air quality. Which That's crazy. They're in, they're in Seattle, which has a dome, I thought. So I'm not sure why the dome's not closed, and and what that has to do with anything. But I think it's I, that not, bad where it can't uh, yeah, it can't even not, solve that problem. Right, exactly. So I'm not I'm not judging it all. They 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 deemed they deemed it uh, unplayable. But um, it's kind of like kind of screwed with with their momentum right now, and on some unfortunate events. So um, hmm. they they are hanging on. At 500, that's good for the NL. I mean, you have to be at least three yeah. or four games over 500 to to be in the AL. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they may they may still squeak in. We may have a, a nearly perfect uh, playoff uh, roster this year on on the uh, on ML on a uh, major league a holes, which would be far more than we ever anticipated. I mean, shit, if the Tigers go on a run with the way Cleveland's playing, mm. even though they're losing five nothing to them right now. Um. Yeah. I, don't don't hold your breath. I'm hat. just saying, you never know. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> weird if they somehow rattled off like eight straight wins, they could suddenly make the last spot in the playoffs. But anyway, so uh that was that's that's my note on on that portion of the Giants postponement. Now the other po- part of the postponement, uh I was saving, even though it happened prior, and it has to do with our asshole of the week.
1: What is your problem, you insensitive asshole? Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Who the fuck is this asshole?
0: Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Okay, then.
1: So, yeah.
0: I'm gonna... I'll, I'll let you take uh, this part, and I'll, uh, I'll 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 add my thoughts along. The
1: yeah, way. why don't you chime in when you need to? But yeah, our our asshole of the week segment uh, can also fit into our giant segment, and it's not a giant. It is a an interesting journalist from the USA Today, one Bob Nightingale. Uh, I've given Bob Nightingale is an interesting Twitter follow because he's just bad at twitter um maybe not as epically bad as, bad as bruce a, levine bruce levine <laughs> that's
0: exactly what i thought
1: yeah uh, as you can go back to our previous episodes about bruce levine's foibles on twitter but um i like to give uh, one of my favorite pastimes on twitter is just giving bob nightingale a hard time because he's full of misspellings and nonsensical tweets and just not good, and I love to post the the old Mad Men uh, meme where Pete Campbell's walking in an elevator and just says, not great, Bob! <laughs> uh, so he's always been a favorite target of mine, but not not because he's a, necessarily a bad journalist, just because he was bad at, at Twitter, but he became a bad journalist this week, and it's probably... There's probably more examples, but I don't want to get too deep into that because this specifically affected – what's his name? Dickerson? Yeah, Alex
0: Alex Dickerson.
1: Alex Dickerson from the San Francisco Giants. Um, I believe it was Friday night your game against the Padres was postponed. That is correct. Due to a positive COVID test, an anonymous – Positive COVID test, and it, I think I sent you the text that night. I'm like, whole oh shit! Like that was the first positive test we had heard about the in, in the Western days, bubble, right? and,
0: and it yeah. was the first in
1: twelve days.
0: I mean, we like yeah. the, the co- okay. Smitty and I were getting ready to. Well, we could still talk about it, but uh once this is done, but we were getting ready to
1: like say, "Great job, M and
0: We've 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 been running COVID free up until this,
1: yeah. It was. It felt like less of a fear, less of an issue over those two weeks. And but the the scary thing beyond that was that it finally infiltrated the Western bubble, where it's been in the East or the Central. So I was like, "Oh fuck, what does this mean?" And kind of you didn't hear a whole lot about it. You didn't know what was happening, but you knew the game was canceled, and there was, and it was definitely a Giants player. That's all we knew. Yeah. Well, I forget if uh, Nightingale actually. Well, he did. He basically outed him. I think it was pretty pretty obvious you could figure out who the, the positive test came from. I'm not sure if Nightingale was the first to report that. But he, um, he did report that the, the player who tested positive had been visiting family in San Diego and was exposed to COVID. And that's how it all came out which ended up being 100% false. The other part that ended up being 100% false was the positive test. Uh, Dickerson did not test positive. It was a false positive. So not only did, did Bob Nightingale run with the false positive result, but he tried to basically victim shame Alex Dickerson for visiting family in San Diego, which he didn't even do, and he wasn't even COVID positive. So yeah, I mean, and like, and for for
0: for Dickerson, it was even scarier because his wife's thirty nine weeks pregnant. Yeah. So they were. He was tested something insane, Smitty. I want to say he talked about it a little bit, and I'm trying to recall this, and the old noggin's not so good anymore, but. He was tested, I want to say, something like six times in like a 32-hour period.
1: Yeah, to, that's how they figured out it was a Yeah, false to positive, make
0: sure that
1: it was a false positive and that he was good to go. Meanwhile, Bob Nightingale is smearing his reputation while, while you know, Dickerson's family, friends, you know, no, know, knowing his three, his wife is thirty-nine weeks pregnant. You know, just why? Why the fuck would you do this? What, what is that? But he didn't do anything wrong. And Bob Nightingale is uh, just a. That's just horrible journalism. I mean, that that that's the dictionary definition of bad journalism. And I don't think it's a fireable offense. But I mean, if. I've seen articles written where this is just one in a long line of bad journalism examples out of Nightingale, but this this clearly and easily makes him our asshole of the week. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think he's always a guy who wants to be the guy who broke the story. He, he, that's, yeah. that's his thing. Even when, I mean, I, 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 I read his stuff a lot because he always seems to have the, the in but then it turns out he's completely wrong
1: yeah it's not it's not good it's not a way to make a career but he's
0: done it so far
1: right it's a way to end it right
0: exactly so i think this may be the beginning of the end for him maybe he'll clean up his act and just actually report on facts and not yeah not sensationalize things so No. hopefully he learned something from it because this is
1: bullshit (laughs) all right so
0: i guess that leads us into the the
1: yeah i do have one piece of tiger news which i was not expecting um actually this this could <laughs> two weeks in a row this could almost be tiger shit or tiger shit you couldn't make up marky anderson has joined us first of all how do you feel i feel great marv but let me tell you this i'm stupid Chris just grabbed a nacho i think he took somebody's nacho he's doing on something you know a little mid-game snack magnum pi right use him for an example right here he is. He carries a Detroit hat around. He's talked about me on the show, and Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell go on the show. Why doesn't someone say how come we don't have Mark Fitch on the show? Despite the Tigers going on a two and six week uh, last week, and, which included a nineteen to nothing loss to the the Milwaukee Brewers and a fourteen to nothing loss to your Chicago White Sox somehow when jamer candelario oh, the candy man he is some call him some call him Canyonero. um he was named al player of the week just out of he nowhere like carrying I, shit up yeah he had a 423 batting average uh so over 900 slugging percentage um his ops was like f- over 1400 for the week yeah, so it's, it's like it's insane numbers he had three home runs four doubles nine runs and eight rbi just insane meanwhile the cub the tigers are losing uh six out of eight games and getting blown out in most of those games so he piled up some numbers in a few games right there so for what it's worth the tigers have their first al player of the week since 2018 our favorite
0: a lot of a lot of of historic things happening this week for our teams (laughs)
1: in relation to this blog First time since Nick Castellanos won it in 2018, so lots of lots of good times for the Tigers. Real, Meanwhile, real,
0: real quick, because I wanted to ask you about Condelario. I had that in my notes here. Um, so, is he is, is he a prospect? Is he a Tiger organizational player? Is he like a future star of the team?
1: Oh, you don't. Know, he's from the he's from the Cubs. He was part of the the uh, oh, Justin that's Wilson right, trade in
0: That's right. Okay. He so, was- and what's he, he's like, what, he, 24? He was
1: expendable as a third. Uh, he's older than that, I think. But he was an expendable third-base prospect because of Chris right. Bryant. So. Oh,
0: that's right. Well, look at that. Does pros, Cub yeah. prospects do well. You may have heard of Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they've put m- their footprint on Major League Baseball a little more than Jamer Kennedy I don't Mario know. I, so I, like far, his, but...
0: I like him, though. I like his, uh, I like his presence. He gives the White Sox fits, too. So um, he's a guy. Yeah. He definitely... He's the guy I worry about.
1: Waiting, he definitely like, had a good a week. On.
0: Yeah, he definitely had a good week. He's he's uh he's doing all right. right. He he's on the he's on the isn't he like batting like three twenty something for the year? Uh, I haven't looked at his yearly stats, but I was something crazy like that week.
1: Yeah, I think he is. I, it, it's, it, it's 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 he's having a hell of a year. Um, he had been pretty streaky most yeah. of the season, but he's he's put it together recently, obviously. So, so congratulations so to the Candyman can you so should, oh,
0: <laughs> should we do the rest of uh shit you could not make up and then close it out with the the, the greatest aesthetics you're ever going to listen to I
1: or i think we should i think we should we've built All up right. the anticipation
0: oh you guys like to tell jokes and giggle and kid around huh
1: what have we got here
0: a fucking comedian <laughs> for a sturdy cemetery
1: come on to the coast we we'll get together have a few laughs
0: So I've got, I've got one shit you could make up and it, it it happened in, in, uh, in the, in the White Sox winner today, Josh Donaldson, (laughs) to say the least, obviously I, I was able to watch all these games. I wasn't able to watch today's because I was working. So I listened to it. Josh Donaldson was, was really frustrated at this at the plate in this series. And, and he was like, Nelson Cruz was, we didn't even talk about this. Nelson Cruz was so frustrated last night mm-hmm. that he got kicked out of the game and the whole inning after he had already batted. And then and then uh wow. then the manager got run and uh, uh Rocco Baldelli and, and whatever, a couple other guys. So so come to today, Donaldson finally gets his due. He he freaking jacks one. And and there it goes and he's he decides to let out his frustration after after having a conversation earlier with the umpire. as he's coming home he starts kicking dirt on the plate and the ump's <laughs> like that that's obviously you're you're telling me to fuck off in without saying fuck off so he runs him from the game so then donaldson does his best like Billy Martin and decides to continue to kick dirt on the plate till there's a complete pile of dirt on the plate after he's rung and says what I, I saw in the replay it looked to be some choice words uh, to the ump on
1: his exit. He gave but him the you, thumbs up though, as he was exiting. Yeah. It was, it was nice.
0: He, yeah. You gotta, you gotta wonder though, like, you know, he wasn't there late in the game. And they yeah, they, was, they ended up losing, they ended up losing that game four to three. Like yeah, they, poor choice. the major presence was removed from the lineup because he let his emotions get the best of him. And in, in, in the, in the playoff game, basically in a playoff seating game, you, you can't let that happen, but that's just shit. You, you couldn't make up. Like he just, that was, that was three games of hitting frustration. Cause the Sox, I, I'm not even sure if he was, he may have been on base once that up until that point. So
1: well, he—I saw the the pitch tracks. The whole the whole sequence of that is the umpire is my favorite, Funky Dan Bellino. Funky, <laughs> funky, funky Dan, Dan Bellino. <laughs> funky Dan Bellino. Um, terrible. There were several terrible calls in that sequence, but you got to You got to move on. And like you said, like he he decided he wanted to be ejected. He, there's no way he ran the bases and then dragged his foot across home plate just to piss off funky Dambolino uh, without thinking that through that he was going to be ejected for it. And he, so he decided to do it and got himself kicked out of a very important playoff hunt game. So, you know, an AL central division standings game. So yeah, Josh Donaldson. Wow. I mean, that, that's a interesting decision. I understand being frustrated and I, I, if you look at it, you'll agree with him. The the calls are terrible. Oh him, yeah, I'm, I'm, he got the last laugh. I mean, his revenge was the fucking huge home run. So what's he what's he complaining about at that point? Like, yeah, exactly. Just stupid. I mean, he showed I, he showed Dan Bellino.
0: I mean, D, DJ DJ did did say on the radio broadcast that he uh, oh. he he could understand his frustration with uh, with some of the calls today. So, wow, um, an objective DJ. Yeah. Yeah, not I'm not the biggest. Uh, he, he's got, but Stoney's off or something, by the way, on I think Saturday, he said he's going to be on the TV. So I don't know, I may have to just turn the volume, even though I love Benetti, I'm going to have to turn the volume off and put on some, put on some records because I don't think I'm going to be able to take, take that,
1: the, him in the booth was... again on TV. I was thinking the same thing. I heard I was listening to the radio broadcast this afternoon too, and I heard him say he was going to be on TV. I'm like, Eesh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Jason cannot oh, save that broadcast. He's, he's
1: he's really good, but he's not that good." <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> he's not Christ, all right. He's um, not. He's not. He's not a savior. I mean, sorry,
1: sorry, Jason. You got to deal with DJ this week, but yeah, it's it's, it's essentially the the
0: it's 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 the the analyst hawk is coming in. You know, hawk <laughs> is
1: back essentially, Jason. So um well uh, i've got a i've got a shit i couldn't make up oh, yeah, um, go ahead from the cubs game last night a if you know if 2020 is obviously the strangest year of our lives um easily not even, yeah, not even a mean, question. i'm not
0: even gonna
1: i mean nine, uh, oh, nine,
0: the, nine, the year of 9 11 was weird for us and we were working together at the time and every time that comes up i replay the events of like I, I'll never forget this. I hate to take us off on a tangent, but we're, we're talking about life and weirdness right here. Like, I'll never forget you coming up to me and and saying, no, our, our offices, I'm not going to say the name of the company, our offices at the time and not announced that we had officially closed the offices yet while uh, the second uh, plane had hit one of the towers. And we were, we literally worked right next to the- One block from the Sears Tower. Tower. Or Willis Tower, however you guys know it and um ryan came up to me i was actually his manager and he said
1: to me he's like oh this is why you're bringing this story up just no, to remind no. people that you used to <laughs> be my boss
0: that's right uh, so, i'm uh, the manager i'm the manager no so uh, <laughs> so he comes up to me and he looks at me and he's just like we were obviously uh, he's my friend before he was my employee or at this <laughs> point in time and he looks at me and says i i'm i'm gonna leave i don't You know, he's like, I can't. I don't want to be here. And I'm like, dude. Well, I
1: was, I was the designer manager at that. Yeah, and I told, I I, I, I told you that I was telling my, my employees just head home. And I said insane. And I said, you go. Do what you got to do. I'll,
0: I'll deal with whatever if management comes down. I'm gonna sit tight for the moment because I haven't heard jack shit from them. And, and but you guys go. I'm not gonna make anyone stay here right now. And literally because. Uh, I don't want to get off on a huge tangent on this, but literally 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 because it was a day where our offices, uh, I would say at least a quarter of it. Right. Ryan are out at the client on that. It was a Tuesday. Uh, They, they weren't there. So I was kind of like the senior person on the floor and literally everyone's coming to me at this point saying, I don't want to stay. And I'm like, okay, you don't have to stay. Like I like, like, it's well, we don't want to get in tr I'm like guys, if you get in trouble for this, we all really have to re examine where we're working at. Yeah. You know, I was just like, just go, I'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. And uh finally there's two
1: there's two things. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, th- there's there's two things that happened though. One, which was fucking ridiculous, is our HR
1: department sauntered yes. through. And decides
0: Ugh. to tell us that they've
1: spoken with the mayor's office, lie. Okay. And what I heard was they spoke with the federal government. Well, which is okay. the most asinine thing I could possibly yeah. think they, of. They but.
0: they would would, yeah, mayor's office, federal government. They <laughs> saunter through and say, everything's okay. There's nothing to worry about. Go back and work. Oh, at this point, though, it's been announced that, that there's some there's some plane got lost out of Milwaukee. And and rumor was it was headed towards the Sears Tower, which caused even yeah. more panic in the office. Well, that's a flight that, that
1: was crash landed in Pennsylvania. Yes,
0: exactly. Which I believe, did they later find out it was headed for us? I believe it was headed for us. Um, certainly was. Um, and about 15 minutes later, which is when I left. The yeah. fucking mayor's office calls the building and says, what are you still doing there? <laughs> We've called there multiple times and left messages for you guys to evacuate. There is a serious threat. Yeah. And I just remember I, in, I was living in Beverly at the time. I got the last train out of there that I could get because the trains oh, that wow. I took went into financial plaza, the Dow, so they were shutting those trains shutting out right, right away because they thought they could be a bomb threat to blow up to sure. blow up Financial Plaza. Yeah, but I do remember, like, I don't know when you left, Smitty, visit, but like there, there were, there were already uh, um, the National Guard were already on the street
1: corners. And yeah, it was, it just was scary. so, it was yeah, so it was scary. It was, it so was so, mayhem getting yeah. on the L. Yeah, it was because we we're right in the loop. So it, yeah, it was. So I, got it, a, I got a I got an L train right away and got got back really quick, but.
0: I certainly did so, not want
1: to be walk working next to the fucking Sears Tower, despite our HR department's assurances that everything was just <laughs> fine. Go back to work. Go fuck yourself, HR. Yeah,
0: the best was the. the That's why I work for
1: myself now. Yeah. I don't work at a corporation anymore. <laughs>
0: the best was the one HR girl had a brogue and she spoke like this, and everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, well, not in Ireland anymore. We're uh, gonna get out of here before <laughs> the bomb goes off. All right, lady. <laughs> yes, I just said that. Sorry, it was it was not it was not appropriate,
1: but you know, lighting a little, a little humor,
0: a little humor, little drink,
1: little drinking. I think humor. it was. It is a. <laughs> I think it is appropriate to talk about our nine eleven memories. Uh, Nineteen years after the anniversary last week. Um, Yeah, obviously we've so, got a personal so connection with that. So yeah, I'm glad as, you brought it as, up.
0: As strange years go. This is right there with it. I don't know.
1: So. I think I think 2020's got it for longevity. And yeah, for... for longevity,
0: for 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 yes, for for because yeah. I believe you and I were what on a plane a few months later in New Orleans. So it didn't really slow us down all that yeah, much. It ended up working out. And but... we're not going to tell those stories on the air because uh, we'll be kicked off of every site. So
1: <laughs> um so yeah, that's my, <laughs> back back to to your your my we can agree that 2020 is fucking weird. Yes. Um, part of that weirdness continued last night at the Cubs game where the game was delayed for seven minutes and 10 oh, seconds right. I forgot about this already. due to a drone, uh, which I, I mean, we hear about drones all the time and people can fly them pretty much anywhere. But for, of course, for a drone to be flown over Wrigley field during a game, I believe for the first time ever, I don't remember ever hearing about a game being stopped or any major league game or any major sports game being sports league game being delayed by a drone, but fucking happened last night during, during the Cubs game. Uh, The, the broadcast didn't really understand what was going on for, it didn't even take them long to figure it out, but it was kind of confusing for a while. The players were being pulled off the field. Len Casper, thought maybe there was lightning in the area. It just sort of looked like that. Like why would the umps would pull everyone off the field? It's the feeling you can think of would be a, a lightning strike within 10 miles or whatever it is. And then, but quickly they figured out that it was, they saw it. They, you could see a drone was flying over center field. I don't know what, at what altitude, but it was a pretty big ass drone with a, with a big video camera and had a bright blinking red lights on it. So it wasn't hard to spot. Once they figured out what was happening, um, pulled the pulled all the players off the field. It was hilarious because um, Francisco Lindor was kind of mocking how how serious the situation really was, and was was kind of pretending to hide behind one of the umps that was pulling him off the field. Like he was <laughs> like he was terrified of the drone. Clearly, it was. It was just a, a fun moment of levity, and a really fucking weird thing. But you don't know. It, it's not i haven't heard of an armed drone you know that can shoot bullets or drop bombs or anything but they exist i'm sure so yeah it's, you just don't know and so they had to pull everyone off the field i don't have a problem with that at all and, it, made, and it made perfect sense some the information the socks
0: received because it's funny you mentioned the lightning thing is stone goes well this is really interesting our friends across across the town are in a rain delay right now (laughs) and then and then I don't know I think the booth probably looked into it and then Benetti came back a few minutes later and said hey steve uh good news that's not a rain delay so we won't be affected by it it's a drone delay <laughs> they kind of had a chuckle about it yeah so. word
1: word got out pretty quickly and social media picked up on it lots of pictures of it the i didn't see this during the broadcast but the, the drone actually landed on the field at one point the fucking asshole flying it landed it on the field in center field took a picture of the the grandstand and home plate and all that from right directly from center field and somebody took a picture of the drone uh probably from the bleachers shooting down on it uh, unreal um you got to wonder what the fuck somebody's thinking it, uh the the, cool, the 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 weirdest thing is uh Ryan Dempster happened to be a the third guy in the booth that night I don't think he was in the booth but he was the third broadcaster yeah he's the
0: th- yeah right exactly
1: um which he's 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 done a fine job um he happens to be a bit of a drone expert i think he had as a hobby he he flies drones not to that level i think uh it was a big-ass drone i think he's more of a low-level hobbyist with it but he he knew what that drone was and it was kind of informing len and jd about it and (laughs) informing the audience of he had some knowledge at least about the drone that was beyond beyond a Typical baseball fans now. So he was able to do some play-by-play at least once. It's almost a shame that it was Dempster, <laughs> not Mark Grace, as the uh, third oh, party he, for the drone.
0: I was like a geez. spaceship coming into the field. I don't even know what's going on.
1: Mark Grace has a drone flying over his ex-wife's house right now, most likely. <laughs> so. That dingbat. Yeah, the dingbat, but so that that was some definite shit I could not make up. Fortunately, it was only, you know, you don't know. Like, how the fuck are they going to get this thing out of the sky? Obviously, it was not, you know, it, I don't know how the drone pilot couldn't realize that everyone saw it and was going to go after it or whatever they had to do. I don't know why it was hanging out there that long. You'd figure he'd fly over, make a spectacle of himself, and then fly the fuck out of there. But apparently... They shot it down or somehow they 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 took cap they captured the drone somehow. I don't think they're necessarily releasing that information on how whoever was able to take down the drone, but as far as I understand, they were able to capture it, which is fucking hilarious. Because I think that's a multiple thousand dollar vehicle that was just lost by some asshole. So fuck you, drone pilot. Maybe I should have made him the asshole of the week, but Bob Nightingale takes that one still. So. Oh yeah, he's the winner. That was a that was a fun, funny shoot. You couldn't make up, man. I can't, definitely couldn't make that one up. I don't know if you have any any other. I've got one more. No, to, you you, know. you go
0: you go before before the most thrilling segment of the night comes on.
1: Well, I think you also have a you have a playoff. Oh, rant I have a playoff rant too. I almost
0: forgot. This is
1: this is going to lead into that. Well, because yeah. it was announced this week um, that there will be no alcohol allowed in postseason celebrations in the locker room. So I'm drinking a beer right now to (laughs) consume what will be disallowed in all locker rooms. Honestly, um this is kind of a this is kind of a funny subject anyway, because I feel like the locker room celebrations have kind of gotten out of control over the last few years. Not out of control in a party sense. Because obviously, I like to party as much as anybody else. They've gotten out of control. Protection. Yeah, yeah. That that's one aspect of it for sure. I'll get to. But party postseason parties have kind of gotten ridiculous. In that there's a there's usually a post. You know, you make the postseason, you have a have a have a party. You win the wild card, you have a party. You win the ALDS, you have a party. So just it just gets a little tired and a little redundant. I, I understand. Certainly, a postseason, you know, if you make the postseason, you win your division or win the wild card, whatever. You've played typically 162 games, fucking celebrate. Go fucking nuts. But, you know, the same exact celebration happens when you win your one game wild card playoff victory. You know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's five, whatever. But the, the big problem with it is that it, it's like the most, they've become the most corporate celebrations possible. Uh, like, as you mentioned, um, you know, there's there's tarps put up in anticipation of this, like they're wrapping goggles. The, Fucking yeah, goggles.
0: they're wrapping. They were. They're goggles. wrapping.
1: They're wrapping the the whole locker room in a prophylactic, pretty much. Um, yeah, everyone has like their goggles prepared because I haven't had a whole lot of alcohol sprayed in my eyes because no. ra- ra- I would I'd rather I would rather drink, drink it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Never. Understood we know how, the... We know how to party. Um. Sorry for partying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um I'm sure the that the tarps and the goggles are corporately sponsored by whoever MLB is has, has a partnership with um because certainly the alcohol is I know all the beer you see in any celebration has to be Budweiser the official partner of major League baseball uh, all the champagne I'm sure is uh, a sponsored uh, official partner of major League baseball I know the Cubs have their own Actually, the Cubs do have their own champagne sponsor, uh, official champagne. <laughs> I forget who they are. I'm not a champagne guy. Yeah, who knows? But I just think that's comical. So just the the celebrations in general feel really manufactured and just kind of redundant and not not a spontaneous, real real thing anyway. So I guess it's not it's not the end of the world that they're you know. They're banning alcohol. I believe it's just because of COVID. This is this is not a permanent postseason ban on alcohol. Whoa. Cause my goodness, how how could they live without that champagne and Budweiser sponsorship later on? Um, so it makes sense. It certainly makes sense for a COVID world, not to, you know, in a social distancing world, you don't want to encourage dudes spraying spraying champagne on each other in a closed area and close proximity. So I, yeah. I get it. It's just it's just unbelievable that you'd you'd have to make a rule about it. And yeah, that's a, that's a thing. So that that kind of leads into into everything that's that's going to be kind of strange about the postseason if you want yeah. to get into that. And real quick, back to
0: that champagne thing. I think it's it's actually an intelligent move because they haven't banned cigars, and I know a lot of guys like to light up cigars, but I often see the guys lit. Lit up a cigar and then someone's dousing them with champagne, which, being <laughs> a cigar smoker, oh, man. would would push me over the edge. So now they can just sit back and enjoy their cubans and 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 have a have a have a wonderful uh, have a
1: wonderful experience. So I, I wonder got, if they have a I wonder if they have a shitty cigar sponsor, like they have a shitty beard. I'm assuming a shitty Vega. Sp- yeah. So Swisher maybe sweets maybe they're not too maybe they're not too torn up about their douse uh, cigars. Yeah, I don't know, maybe not. So, uh,
0: yeah, I got a little bit of a I got a little bit of a playoff bubble rant.
1: Nice. And, I don't and, know what this is. I'm I'm super curious yeah. to hear where you're so, going with
0: this. So, here's my playoff bubble rant. Um all we've done this entire I, season what go what Well, did, did we explain I, I don't even know well, if we yeah, gonna, what happened. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to lead into that real quick. Okay, so all we've done this season is preached um, safety and what's best for the players to keep them safe. So Mm -hmm. we started out with a really good idea, two playoff bubbles. One's on the West Coast and one's in Texas, pretty much the Central. I'm like, this is a great idea. Makes perfect sense. The American League... Will play in the Central. Why would the American League play in the Central? Well, because seven of the eight teams are from the Central and East Coast, so they don't have to travel as far. So it makes perfect sense because that puts them less at risk for catching COVID because of because of travel and 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 going to a, a a going travel on to a further distance. And then the National League teams will be on the West Coast because majority of those teams are west and central with a few from the east well actually i think it's it's i think yeah i think it's 332 right now and 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 that makes perfect sense and then mlb comes out and announces that actually the al who's going to have to travel the most is going to the west coast the the al they're going to have the most miles traveled
1: well, it's just the, one time the, though. Once once they get there, they're in the bubble. They don't travel at all. But
0: but what I'm what what I'm but what I'm saying is like the travel alone is risk. Being confined in a space like that for no. a six hour flight. Like like you're you're putting you're putting everything at greater risk because of the travel times. And maybe I'm being oversensitive to this. But but the major league baseball You're talking about a matter of an hour or two at the moment. No, most. I'm talking about a matter of two and a half, three hours to Texas versus the a Yankees flight, which is gonna every East Coast team's flight, which is gonna be anywhere from six to to
1: eight hours
0: to well, to the West yeah. Coast.
1: But the the reason they're doing is for there's no no chance of a home field at there's but is, that's
0: is moot but that's moot because you could make the Dodgers yeah. play in San Diego and San Diego play in LA like, and you can make Houston play in Texas and it's even more of a sham. Well, the, world's... the worst part of the world series yeah. is going to be in the ugliest stadium in all of fucking baseball.
1: In Dodgers? No, it's
0: in the world. The world series I thought is in globe life, isn't it?
1: Oh, I thought it was going to be in, in no, Dodgers, I... but maybe that was a, maybe that was an old I think plan. it's in globe life. I didn't, I didn't even see that. But
0: from a from a sense standpoint to me and with times and things like that but i guess times don't really matter cuz fans aren't there so i'm assuming that the it's all tv it's all tv yeah. so that means so i just want to i want to i want to do the math so like the the games on on the east on the west coast for all the fans who'll be back in the east and the central are not going to be starting there until they're all going to be starting there in the afternoon then. So we can watch them.
1: Well, I mean, literally since they have no crowd concerns, they'll start the games whenever makes the most sense to get the largest TV audience. So I'm not too worried about that, that side of it, but, but it kind of, but like
0: from a, from a, from a player standpoint too. I mean, I guess what they get four days there before they start playing. Uh. What do you mean? Don't don't they 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 play those initial three games or two games or whatever the series goes to and then they fly out, but they're there for a few days before the series starts,
1: right? No, no, that's what's interesting. The the first wild card round, this is this is where I thought you were gonna go with this. Um, explaining the whole Yeah, well, it's three it's three, whole straight, yes, playoff three straight games, yeah games. Yeah. Three games at the wild card, like the higher seed higher seeds venue which is kind of meaningless um obviously because there's no crowd but uh three games in a row no no off days um in the wild card round which i think is cool um yeah i've always been a proponent of the the one game wild card this season doesn't make any sense so it doesn't i don't don't care about kind of anything they do with this with this one, but going forward, it sounds like they're gonna have the expanded playoffs like we see now. Um the wild card is gonna be a three-game series, all hosted in three days at the higher seeds venue. Um, I think that's cool. That 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 puts the emphasis on winning your division. Um, it takes takes away from the you know, people's complaint that too many teams make the make the playoffs. well you make the playoffs but you're you're at a huge disadvantage by playing three games in a row um especially at in in typical years at somebody else's somebody else's house so there's a huge advantage to being I mean, better they're, they're, than another yeah. division there's that the the second round then goes to the bubbles that's where that right. AL, yeah, ALDS right. ALCS. so I don't There's not a four day. I think there's one day in between. That's that's like the only travel day, and then basically there are no days off from then on, which is really interesting. You know, they're they're in a rush to get the get the playoff get the season over with before a potential second wave and whatever else. But they'll be done, I think, on the October 29th at the latest. The way it works out, Um, October 28th. yeah the the what's interesting about that and how there are no off days because there's no travel um there that puts a premium on starting pitching depth which we've never seen before in the playoffs and i think it's actually really cool in a way it's more like the regular season where you don't have a ton of a ton of off days you certainly don't i mean you see you see three off days in in a world series sometimes you know it's the the idea no, that you four, have is, to have there's,
0: yeah there's there's 4 days off What's in that? between after the after the last wild card game there's four day, there's 4 days
1: why would they take the wild, four the wild, days
0: off thursday october 1st, ends the al series and one uh, and and potentially one of the wild card series but if you win and if you win in 2 days which is Wednesday, well, yeah. September thirtieth, is you're off until Monday, October fifth in the AL. And the NL's off so until it could be Tuesday, October sixth.
1: So but it could be la- as many as four days, but as few as no, what? Three days. As few as wow, three why days. Why would they why would it take that much many, time off? As many as
0: five days, because they want them to get settled and be properly tested in the bubble. That was I the see, whole I thing. see what
1: you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, okay. Okay, that I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's what um, I thought.
0: I I, I Jesus sorry. Lord, making me doubt myself. I mean, this I'm already can barely remember the show. I always well, come all up any, with some zinger at the end. All but, anyone's
1: been talking about how there, there's no off days in this and how that's gonna test that's gonna test uh starting I, pitching depth. So I, I
0: don't even understand like why I think it's hilarious though, like the three days in a row and no off days, like who cares right you're in one place you don't have to travel and then you get to reset your rotation because at worst case you get 3 days off still right right well yeah i mean it's 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 at worst case you still get your number one starter unless for some reason you brought him back on 2 days rest
1: man i have i got to look this up cuz i haven't heard any Talk about that in those regards, and, I'm, and actually, everyone I've listened to this week, you know, Buster Olney, you know, all, all the national podcasts, they it's, haven't brought brought no, any of that up. It's so it's I'm, after I'm confused. the, it,
0: but it's after the wild card series.
1: I think what they're really right, talking right.
0: about because there's no break between the, I mean, again, unless someone sweeps, which is what the White Sox normally do, so I'm not particularly concerned. <laughs> but um, I think we. I think we need to move
1: on to your White Sox. But but
0: uh, but there's really no days off in between except when you get to the World Series where you would potentially get two days, two to three days off between the world before the World
1: Series starts. I have an idea that, yeah. that we're over an hour into this and now I feel confused and I confused you and this seems strange. Why don't we leave this until our playoff preview show? Episode forty-two next week. You wanna you wanna pick this conversation back up? That is that is fine. We can pick this conversation back up next week.
0: <laughs> uh, I then, feel like I have no idea know, what the fuck to, I'm talking about right now. I mean, do we want to do aesthetics now? or Do we want to postpone it until next week? You you make oh, the call. Oh fuck
1: no! I I All am right. so ready to jump into what might be the greatest aesthetics segment we have ever done. The 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 segment that is sweeping the nation. Our favorite, our favorite segment, Ooh, aesthetics. I, where we talk about, we talk about baseball logos. Talk about baseball uniforms. Just the aesthetics of baseball. Yeah, emphasis uh, on the uh, aesthetics. We are assholes. Yeah, we got a whole. So go ahead, is, and this, this will is, be the first one posted. This is Only going to be
0: the first, by the way, and this is going to be definitely only my first one hosted because i got a follow-up socks one that i briefed smitty on before the game which blew my growing by leaps and bounds blew my mind when i was doing some research on this but okay so the white Sox, little (laughs) real quick history
1: but, We're going to talk uh, about the White Sox history of uniforms, which is a rich and yeah, it's kind, colorful. It's kind, uh, of the of, the least. it's kind of ridiculous.
0: I mean, I think ridiculous is the word. I'm going to cover with you guys 12 uniforms right now. You're ranking
1: them in your favorite,
0: yes. Yeah. So, I'm so I'm yes, yeah, so I'm going to start with the worst and, and move on up. And, nice, uh, it wasn't you know, you know, Bill Veck was a huge part of this, in fact, he's. He's guilty of one, two, three, four. He's he's guilty with for about half of them. But the White Sox organization as a whole just really couldn't make up their mind. Uh, all their owners couldn't make up their minds on on their uniform. So uh, it's 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 kind of it's kind of funny. So we're gonna start off. I'm gonna start off with <laughs> by far the most hideous uniform. And and a lot of it has to do with the hat, but it's the 1990, it lived for, it was so hideous, it lived for a year. The 1999 uniform that had white socks, it, it was sort of like a red, white, and blue theme still, similar to the, the, the previous uniform, which we'll get to much later on in this. But it had white socks and cursive across, and it had a hat with a cursive C that almost looked like an E. Which
1: our which our friend Vitt Vitt Vitt
0: owns and thinks it's a great yeah. cap, and I think it, it looked like a Cleveland Indian. Yeah, cap. it's everyone thinks he's an Indians fan it's when he wears the it. The worst uniform <laughs> ever done. It was it was like a swan song for the uniform changes. Um, Thanks. and and we'll get to that being the swan song for uniform changes in a in a little bit. Um, so that is by far to me. I found I never liked the uniform. I found it repulsive at the time, and it. It was gone a year later, so there you go. 1942. Nice. Uh, similar to the 90s. Oh very similar to the 90s uniform, but in red this time. It had the white socks in the cursive, and then it had a flag. The The, the redeeming quality was it had this cool shield on the sleeve, kind of reminiscent of what happens in the natural with the shield with the lightning bolt, but this was a shield that was almost like um, – American flag like all oh, the captain America uh, shit but like in the in the in in the shield like that like the classic shield logo like in uh the natural so so that was the only redeeming quality of uh, that jersey then in nineteen twenty six they had it's all, number ten number eleven I mean number oh. ten yeah number ten sorry. <laughs> Jesus it's hard to keep up no, to keep number up. ten number ten. <laughs> Number 26, they had an all-black jersey with Chicago in block lettering, very similar to the current Cubs road jersey with the Chicago in that block lettering. And they wore this cap. So it was one of my more favorite caps. That's a fantastic cap. I'm about to take you, everyone, now on a visual journey. Because of my diehardness at the White Sox, I happen to own most of the caps here on out on this list. Wow. So not only are we going to go on a Jersey trip, we're going to go on a White Sox baseball cap trip. That Okay, ed- I
1: just want to put out a PSA here. If you are <laughs> listening to the, if you're listening to the podcast, you will see the video. I will post video of this on our website. It'll be Yes, on that's Facebook. right. The
0: podcast It'll will be on Twitter.
1: Yeah, it'll be everywhere. So, the podcast won't be able to see this, but check us out. This is a good good PSA to go check us out on our website com. Okay. You can find it there. In 1917, they went to a jersey
0: they wore recently in a year as a <laughs> as a As a third, as a uh, Sunday jersey a few years back, back when Maglia was on the team, so more than a few years back. Oh, yo. And it was the Americana, what I call the Americana jersey. It was a big S, and there was an O and an X, and it was blue with stars in it. And, again, it was, like, red, white, and blue. And this is the cap they wore. So here is the number 10 jersey on the White Sox journey list.
1: Wow. they their Americana jersey from nineteen seventeen. I will also be posting pictures of all these things. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be i am I'm gonna have to call you this week and go over everything to make okay. sure I've got it all right. But we'll get this all posted on yeah. the website. All right, so sure. here you go. This is
0: this is nineteen seventeen. Then wow number is that a year you threw a
1: world series or did you win it did <laughs> i you believe win that was 2015?
0: maybe uh, not quite Ooh, no we didn't throw it that year we didn't win it either as you know fuckers so <laughs> shut the fuck up uh anyway so ni- 1935 we move into now which is actually uh tigers win the world series well there you go the tigers win the world series and the socks change over the cubs change the change the jersey again um to a the jersey has a red socks with a bat and so does the cap, wow. which is I do love this cap. I, I do don this cap from time there. to time. Uh, yeah, from time to time I wear this beauty. This is a socks cap from 1930. The jersey matched this logo. It was it was a it was a white jersey with this logo. So it was kind of cool looking, but um, that is number eight on the list. Then oh. in 1970.
1: Number um, seven.
0: <laughs> number seven. They they went to. Um, it was interesting. They they had these. Uh, they they were like they had pins pinstripes around the jerseys. Then the Tigers have that at one point where they had like a blue pinstripe, like around the button maybe. area, like a while ago, like a lot, like in the seventies maybe or sixties or something. I, I just I, I vaguely remember seeing it. I think on a throwback. Tigers
1: jersey, but any I don't think they've ever had pinstripe. They, they've like a, had the no like
0: piping. not piping. That's what I meant. Did I say pinstripe? I meant they piping. still have piping. Oh, do they sell the they still piping? They the blue piping. Okay, yeah. So this had the yeah. this had the blue piping on it, but um, they had the first the the first version of the socks logo as you kind of see it today. Mm.
1: What year is this? This is 1970 now. Okay, but, that's an, that's important. Yeah, so we're in the Bill
0: Vec era now.
1: Because your current so, logo is fucking rad, if you ask yeah, me. I, I've always loved it, even though S, I hate the White Sox. The S is, is much
0: more, I, I would say, askew. Much, mm. it, it, it's it's very large and kind they, of not quite looking like an S. Almost more like a snake. It's it's weird. They cleaned it
1: up subsequently?
0: Yes, yes. They cleaned it up for future jerseys. And um, oddly enough, the road jersey... Also had the piping, but it had Chicago across it, which would seem to morph into what is eventually their current road jersey, um, and that yeah. was in and that was in red. So that's that's this is my number red. seven jersey, the nineteen seventy jersey. Wow. Uh nineteen eleven number is, six. Number six is is similar to the nineteen twenty six that it was all black, um, but it had the Chicago in um that sort of stencil writing like the softball jersey from uh, 77 uh and it um so i kind of i i like that i like that they use that for 77 which is the perfect lead in for my next jersey the 1977 Ooh. the Chris Sale goes mental jersey. The
1: most dangerous jersey ever most, created. <laughs>
0: ever created by the White Sox. A jersey that if left in the Red Sox locker room next year
1: could lead to murder. It made a man literally <laughs> psychotic. <laughs> it and led go- to his eventual trade. It's insane. It literally drove him insane. Chris Scissorhand Sale. <laughs>
0: Went on a jersey cutting. I can't even when when the, when the story eventually broke. I didn't even believe it at first. Like I was like, "What?" But it was true. But I posted you, a
1: lot about that shit last, you know, last year, I mean, so.
0: I, I mean, I just had to be quiet there. Was I'll post links to that. <laughs> I'll post links to
1: that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was through blog posts.
0: Ridiculous, but you know what? As goofy as those jerseys were and as bad as the idea was of putting shorts with those jerseys oh, there was God. there was something you know um I don't know I just liked those jerseys for some reason I Terrific. really did the simplicity Terrific. of them or something you know, maybe because I used to play softball when I was younger. I don't know, as well as baseball. I don't know, but yeah, I like those jerseys. Wear short
1: pants and collars. Hey,
0: hey, nothing wrong with the little short pants. Tom Petty, <laughs> I'm, I'll be the boy in your short pants. Um, 1959, <laughs> the go go white sock. That's a lyric from a Tom Petty song. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> 1959, wow. the go go white socks.
1: Oh, is this the wing, wing sock?
0: And here we go. Now this is Oh
1: my God. I have I've spent more time in White Sox Park with you (laughs) trying to find that hat for how many years were you looking for that hat? Okay, so oddly enough, this is not the hat.
0: This is the hat. This is the logo that was worn on the hat.
1: Okay, yeah, I've seen that before.
0: Yeah, that's their that's the logo on the hat. This is the actual now, now I'm gonna guys, I'm 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 going to a future episode. Um (laughs) <laughs> this is the logo, the team official logo at that time, though.
1: It is, for those on the podcast, it is the White Sox with a golden wing. Ah, oh, it's a, be- a beautiful it. You You've logo. been obsessed with that forever. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. So the, <laughs> yes. the first 10 times I went to a White Sox game with you over several years.
0: I wrote and You're
1: obsessed with that like trying to find that hat. I, I wrote was
0: American, Luckily
1: I was with you. Didn't you buy it at Sox Park?
0: Yes, I wrote American I, there. I wrote American Needle who yep. made all who makes all the throwback caps.
1: Yeah, yep. it's a huge fan of them. I bought some stuff from them too. Which they told me I'd
0: have to order 25 caps to get any to order directly from them. What they failed to tell me is they did not make this cap. Oh this is sons a of bitches. Freaking Cooperstown new era cap. So that's why one of the reasons I couldn't find it, I was barking up the wrong tree. But <laughs> what's cool about the 1959 jersey is it's it's phase two of the current jersey. It's phase mm. two of the current jersey. And what's interesting about it, it had um it was a two-color socks logo, black on top with like a red underneath it.
1: And and is, kind of what is up cool. with the red?
0: Why why red? What's happening? Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to more red in just a minute. Um and um it, it was it was very cool looking and it had pinstripes with like the off with what we like that off white, like the giants we talked mm-hmm. about a few yeah, weeks ago. Off
1: white is always good. Yeah. Great looking jersey.
0: Uh like I would have no. That's my K
1: line jersey right behind yeah, me.
0: Right, exactly. I would have no worries if they ever decided to switch from the greatness of now to that. It would be the same, just basically changing the tone of the jersey. Then this one, this is number three on my list. More red is the. This is my first White Sox game too. So this is the ninth. This oh. comes about in 1973. The White Sox have a great home jersey, which is basically the home jersey today, but in red. Instead That's of black it, and
1: white, it's instead red. Instead of white.
0: black and white, it's red and white. But I've never road,
1: understood that, but I but, I guess that does make sense. It's kind of like how they do the St. Patty's Day, you know, black yeah. or green and white. Right. Yeah. The red and white. I didn't realize that was a real real jersey back then. Yeah, that was
0: 73 to 77 when the softball jerseys came in. Um
1: Oh okay. This is the
0: first game I ever went to in
1: 77?
0: Uh, uh no, I went to I was like 3, so 75, my dad took wow. me to a game. I got a signed ball by a White Sox BB Rich, Tom Kelly who was later a Minnesota manager signed yeah. the ball. That's awesome. And and White Sox great Wilbur Wood. So I still have that baseball signed by those three guys. Um I don't really remember it. I was fucking 3, but
1: uh, They're probably that, wasted
0: too. but they also their road jerseys was something you and i both love they had baby blue road jerseys oh yeah that's that's, and a, they,
1: future, that's a future episode of aesthetics yes that whoa you ready
0: people i'm foreshadowing yet again so the powder um, blue
1: persuasion
0: by the way, everyone's gonna be so happy when this episode's broken up because we're nearly at an hour and a half now. Um so no problem. we got all the time in the world. Yeah, I Who gives a I'm, fuck. I'm feeling good. So 73. <laughs> this is my third favorite jersey. My number two jersey. Number and two. Group, and I think Smitty likes this one too, despite him hating the team is the jersey that came into play in 1983 that ran all the way up to 89 before that hideous 90 jersey came and the current white Sox sunday jersey the uh the great red red white and blue again but uh, S-O-X. the blocks S O X, really big and block lettering had gray road uniforms but the colors stayed the same it was it was it's just uh top-notch, very clean. I think that's part of it. The better White Sox
1: jerseys are, are the cleaner, less busy things. I actually um, really – that has grown on me. I hated it when I was a kid. I hated everything about the White Sox when I was a kid. I hated that uniform. hated Lamar Hoyt's beard. What I, That has grown on me tremendously. I think what's really grown on me is the version of that logo in black and white. I think they use that for spring training or maybe batting practice hats. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I love
1: – You want me yeah. to run and
0: get one of those? No, sorry.
1: <laughs> I love that you have visual aids for this. You are you are kicking, you were kicking the ass out of aesthetics. Right. I know. Now. This, I know. You got unbelievable. You,
0: uh, you may never be able to
1: come back for another one. That's what I'm <laughs> actually. I know, folks. I'm, I'm, folks
0: a, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to make
1: sure you never have to see another aesthetics. You You've embarrassed my previous segments. This is this is blowing it out of the water. It's either, uh, so, the, either the greatest or the absolute worst. Yeah. It's hard to know, say. You know, the either. funny
0: thing was, I looked at I when I was putting this together when you said do you want to do this, and then. This didn't even dawn on me until six, or until seven fifteen tonight. I opened up my yeah. closet and I'm like, I have like almost every one of these fucking hats. Why not I put have, them on?
1: I have nothing but faith in you to pull this off, and you have you have more than exceeded my expectations.
0: <laughs> so obviously, this jersey is so loved by White Sox fans that it's pretty much the permanent Sunday jersey, except for I like the when they that. have. Some anniversary type year a couple years ago they did they did use this this is actually a brand new version of that cap that they did a few years ago. The red,
1: yeah, back to the yeah red. the red that was early seventies.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked uh, I liked when they did that and like I said they did that Americano one when Maglio was on the team. I had a Maglio Ordonia's version of that jersey, but it's favorite of about, both of ours. But 12 times too big for me now so i i got rid of it but anyway without further ado we all know what's coming up next number one the 2020 world series champion black socks <laughs> jersey and just just because of that i'm wearing the 05 world series wow, cap nice, right here nice by the way i, I have like four caps of this for of the same cap uh with different things on the side. Um anyway, this is really I mean, how great is it? It's uh, Dr. Dre wears this, he's been wearing this cap since it came out. That's huge. I mean NW fucking A, folks. Yeah, Easy E wore this cap. I mean yeah, serious. The guys the, the guys who carjacked someone on 143rd Street in Homer Glen. one of those guys had this cap on the other day. This is a great cap. It, it's <laughs> <Yes>. transcendent. Um <laughs> So just a little history on this current jersey. It has had a few little morphs along the way. The jersey itself, the home jersey has stayed intact and the away jersey has stayed intact. But they've had some additions. Since 1991? Since 1991. This is what they switched to when they opened new Comiskey Park. Or at the time, they didn't call it new Comiskey Park. They called it White Sox Park before they actually got some people to pay to have their name on it. Oh wow! Um, and um, they had the gray road jersey with the Chicago script, which is very similar. Both it's very similar to the 1970s setup, and then. Um in ninety seven is when they added uh jersey both Smitty and I like is their third black, pure black jersey with the mm-hmm. socks.
1: I mean, that's just a badass looking
0: jersey. Were these
1: all were these all vests with black black t shirts underneath or these no no,
0: these are always at the beginning. I'm gonna to get to the vests in a second. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Come on.
1: Jesus, Jesus. I stepped on your segment again. Jesus Christ. Smitty. Your favorite segment now.
0: Yeah. So so <laughs> ninety seven they added the black jersey as a as a third but the logo you know remains the same so it's just an addition to that and then somewhere i was trying to find the exact year but canerica was already on the team i know uh because i had a poly uh version uh with uh a that a lot of teams did this that year. I know it's the, the I classic know the Red, '90s the, look. Yeah, the, the, Red, the reds. The, the reds did it too because I remember. I always remember seeing Sean Casey in it. Yeah, um, they 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 did a sleeveless jersey with a t-shirt underneath, and then like the socks t-shirt had the home patch on it. So it was the it was a pinstripe home jersey, no sleeves, with a black t-shirt underneath. And I had a Kaneko version of that back in the day.
1: That was when you somewhere... when you buy a jersey like that, does it come with the t shirts or how does that work? Or is yeah, it just the yeah.
0: best? No, it, it comes with the it comes with like their the game shirt underneath it okay. too. Yeah, it's so a very complicated. So that was that was another addition. And that that seemed to be that wasn't really a White Sox decision. That was more like an MLB saying, "Yeah, We'd like." Tons- to di- Tons, yeah, of, tons teams of teams did, that. did it. That
1: was, yeah. that was not a unique thing to to the White Sox.
0: And it came, it came, and it went. You know, I
1: thought it was cool of- at the time, and I'm really glad it's gone now. Yeah, I, I, it looked terrible now in my mind, but
0: I have seen on Twitter a lot of the uh, you know the White Sox fans who freak out every time they lose one game uh, have have clamored that they really need to bring the vest
1: back and. <laughs> Wow, that's that's definitely a panic move, right there. And, and,
0: and not to not to be stereotypical for my fellow Southsiders, but I know, unfortunately, when the vest jersey was available, a lot of fans did not wear the black T-shirt underneath at the oh at the sell at the time. So it's not it, a good look. It's not a good look, folks. So let's keep, especially the vest...
1: considering the physiques of most of most Southsiders. Whoa, whoa, wait, oh. whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Smitty, let's not get the. The, I'll the say Paul, most Americans. Don't don't let's not get the Paul Canerco <laughs> female fans mixed up with all the Southsiders. <laughs> fat woman. The fat woman. Smitty and I had to run real quick. We'll close this segment oh with my some God. real <laughs> real off-color commentary, but
1: this is this is gonna be our t- first two-hour pod. But.
0: Yeah, so uh we noticed a trend uh i had white sox season tickets and smitty who's always up for a game went to a lot of games with me and i know we talked about this before but he was the lucky recipient of the burly no hitter against the uh rangers thank you and um thanks sean paula yeah you pussy um i'm sorry <laughs> you know what i strike that he's just he's just a well, weak individual because that's derogatory <laughs> towards women. So I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say that. Apologize. He's just,
1: Oh, oh you're oh, not weak. apologizing to Sean.
0: No, I'm apologizing to the females. I <laughs> was wrong. He's a can, ca- candy. Candy. He's a candy. ass. How about that? That's better. Right. Um, so I strike that from the record, but anyway, um, uh, we noticed a trend where most of the female—not that this is going to do—I should just leave it at pussy after I do this next. Wow. But most of the most of the next the, the the females who were Canerco fans were were at least three hundred pounds or heavier in these. Lots of really heavy women
1: wearing Paul Canerco jerseys throughout so, the two thousands.
0: So we took the Wolf Mother song and, and started Fat singing. Woman. Started singing Fat Woman when Paul Canerico came up to bat. So it was our our I'm, little I think I might have to
1: edit this part out. Yeah,
0: but. we'll probably just cut this part <laughs> off, but you guys get it live and on Facebook, special edition. So Jesus. This may be this may be, <laughs> we've been kicked off of YouTube, so who knows what's next.
1: Yeah, we could get kicked off of Facebook. So well, maybe maybe, maybe half hap- happily.
0: On that note, <laughs> I I I have no surprises at the end of this podcast, because I already said that next
1: week we should do the All-Chicago team. So Yeah, I like Since that. we are the baseball capital. Well, to, to wrap up your aesthetics thing, I do have to agree with you that your current jersey is your best jersey, I think, in your history. It is classic. You are the White Sox, so to have a black and white jersey has always made perfect sense to me. To have a red, white, and blue jersey – of any sort it makes no sense to me um your black and whites look fucking rad i even like the nike logo on it that i railed against in the first aesthetics episode it just works because there's a lot of lot with your pinstripes and the, the numbers on the front and your logo there's a lot going on already um it, just, it works it looks they look great and i hope they never change your current one the the, the main thing i would disagree with your list on is the most dangerous jersey of all time. <laughs> I
0: know you don't. like it. That has it, to be I the love
1: worst. It. No, the fucking I love it. the the fucking collar, the Dude. navy blue and white. Dude. Like it just made it's no not, sense. I, I might give you eleven on that. Then I can't give you twelve because <laughs>
0: ninety gets twelve. It also
1: ended By the, the career of your of the best pitcher in yours in your franchise's history. That led a to, that
0: led to what is now so. I think we well, might, might be... Your first
1: playoff berth in 12 years. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, there you go. Uh, 90, it... the, the 90s jersey lasted a year. That's how bad it was, Smitty. So 77 lasted...
1: That's exactly lasted... why bit owns that cap. It's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. So. <laughs> All well, right. Yeah, I think we can wrap this show up. We're all over an hour and a half, I think, at this point. And, but I have to say either that was – it's you know it's a good segment when – I can't decide whether that was the worst aesthetics of all time or the greatest aesthetic. <laughs> I think
0: it's time. the greatest because it had, for those who are able to view it, it had well,
1: visuals with
0: it. Unlike anyone one I love your, that. I, you're, I'm you're impressed. the creator of this goddamn thing. And you, you, you,
1: you've, you've paled in comparison. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed with your efforts. You, you definitely get, get, a, get another shot at another aesthetic segment whenever, whenever you're ready oh. <laughs> for sure. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna jump well, over. With with that, I think we can wrap this fucker up. All uh, right, he, man. You can catch us at the aforementioned MajorLeagueAholes.com. Check us out. I post all the links to these various segments. I'll have visuals for for the very verbose <laughs> aesthetic segment that just concluded. Uh you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm put you this can also catch us anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. You can also catch us anywhere. You can find a podcast if you guys are into number podcasts. Five, any po- any pla- any platform <laughs> you prefer, we are there so check us out. So rate, subscribe, review, do it. Do all that shit. We're giving you so much content for free. Take it, enjoy. So with that, I will declare this podcast is over. Peace. Peace. It's about time. S uh. S H O L E everybody. S S H
0: O L E. Hey. Hey. I think I'm kidding.
1: I'm an asshole and I'm proud of